All right, well, good morning and welcome to Life Point today. Thanks for being here. My name is Donnie Williams. I'm the lead pastor here. And if you're here for the first time, I just want to say welcome. Thanks for coming and checking out our church. We would love to meet you after the service. Please come down front, say hello. There'll be a few pastors down here to greet you and just uh, hear a little bit about uh, what brought you here to Life Point today and answer any questions that you have. Well, today we are looking at, talking about, praying about what's going on in our world. Uh, if you look at the news, things look discouraging and scary and frustrating. And today we're going to talk about that. We're going to pray about that. We're going to sing praises to God and we're just going to spend the next hour focusing on how God can deliver from anything. I want to start by reading from Psalm. It says this, let the godly sing for joy to the Lord. It is fitting and pure to praise him. Praise him with melodies. Make music for him. Sing a new song of praise. Play skillfully and sing with joy. For the word of the Lord holds true and we can trust everything he does. He loves whatever is just and good. The unfailing love of the Lord fills the earth. The Lord merely spoke and the heavens were created. He breathed a word and the stars were born. He assigned the sea its boundaries and locked the oceans in vast reservoirs. Let the whole world fear the Lord and let everyone stand in awe of Him. Let's stand as we begin today worshiping God through music. Let's pray. God, when we see news like we just saw come across the screen, we look at our world and see what's happening, it, it scares us, frustrates us, it makes us doubt. And God, today as we spend some time just asking you what to do, may we feel your presence and may you give us answers. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, last week as we pulled those headlines to make that video, I just kept reading over and over, and of course there's way more bad news we could have shared than we did. But I kept reading it and I was thinking, people would have to wonder where God is. People would have to wonder if God's in control. If you're just still checking out church and wondering if, if, if church has anything to say to you or, or if... This man, Jesus, that you hear about has any relevancy to your life? You would have to look at the world today and think, well, there must not be this all-powerful, all-knowing God. Because everything that you look at that makes the headlines says just the opposite. There's a God of love that's in control and in power, and he loves the world. Well, then why are so many people who are innocent dying? Why does it seem like those who are helpless are the ones who are preyed upon? Why does it seem like the ones who have faith are the ones who are persecuted the most? And why does it seem like evil is winning? Why does it seem like no matter what we do to be good or, or what we do to give the credit to God when good things happen, no matter what happens... You turn on the TV, 
you read news reports and you see pure evil. How can we see that and then come and say, oh, there's this all-powerful God who loves you, who wants you to be protected, and who wants you to have a great life? To anybody that might just be an observer, they could look at us and say, you're crazy. How could you believe that when you see what's going on in the world today? Maybe for you, it's not what's going on in the world. It's what's going on inside of you right now. Maybe you're dealing with something that makes you doubt the very foundations of who you are. Maybe somebody's done something to you, or maybe you've made a mistake that you feel like you can't recover from. There's so many things that happen in our world and in life that make us say, what in the world is going on? that make us doubt, that make us angry, that make us wonder, God, I believe you, but why is all this stuff happening? You know, that's not a new question to ask. Since the beginning of time, people have asked, what's happening? Why is this bad thing happening? And people have sought out God for answers. There's a king in the Old Testament. His name is King David. He wrote most of the Psalms. He was a really popular king. People loved him. He he ushered in this new type of leadership that led God's people in a whole new way. But two big things happened in his life. One thing was not his fault. Somebody was chasing him. Somebody was after him, wanting to kill him for nothing more than just being a really talented leader. So another king wanted him dead because he was intimidated by him. So he went on the run. Later in life, David would make some really bad personal decisions that would put him in a place where he doubted everything about himself. But when he was on the run, when he had done nothing but good and this evil king was after him trying to kill him, he he wrote a psalm. And he said this, Psalm 142, just listen as I read. I cry aloud to the Lord. I lift up my voice to the Lord for mercy. I pour out before him my complaint. Before him, I will tell my trouble. When my spirit grows faint within me, it is you who watch over my way. In the path where I walk, people have hidden a snare for me. Look and see, there is no one at my right hand who is concerned for me. I have no refuge. No one cares for my life. I cry to you, Lord. I say you are my refuge, my portion in the land of living. Listen to my cry, for I am in desperate need. Rescue me from those who pursue me, for they are too strong for me. Set me free from my prison that I may praise your name. Then the righteous will gather around me because of your goodness to me. See, David had a way that when all this bad stuff was going on, in the middle of his questions, in the middle of feeling like, God, are you watching? God, do you understand what's happening? Do you understand I'm alone and I feel like nobody cares? In the middle of all of that, he could find goodness and say, God, I'm going to praise you no matter what. No matter how I feel when I look out and feel alone, no matter how the world may seem to be, no matter how much 
things seem to be spiraling out of control, I'm still going to praise you. And when we look at the world, we, you have to think like I do, one more murder, one more beheading, one more kid kidnapped, one more kid molested, one more suicide. Does God even listen to people's prayers? Does he even care that stuff like that is going on? And we've all dealt with that. Maybe you're dealing with it right now. David would also say these words as his world was in chaos. He said, I cried aloud to the Lord and he answered me from his holy hill. He's saying, God, I'm crying out to you and I know you're going to answer me. See, we live in a broken world. The world's a mess. Have you noticed? There's a lot of evil in the world. And we have a choice when there's evil. Do we let evil push us away from God or do we allow evil to make us draw closer to God? It's our choice. Some people choose to go the other direction. But David was saying, no, you will answer me. And then he says this word that, that, that only appears in Psalms and one, one, other ver, one other book of the Old Testament in one place, or he doesn't say it, but then this word is right after this Psalm. It's Selah. And it's a Hebrew word that means pause, rest. Think about this for just a minute. Think about what you just read. Think about what you just sang. Think about what you just heard. Stop and think. I've got this place where I go and when I want to pray, when I want to maybe just talk on the phone to somebody or write or contemplate, what's the church need to hear? What do I need to teach? What do we need to do? What are our next steps? It's up by Falls Lake and I, I just get out and I look over the lake and I sit there and do nothing but think. That's what David, David's psalm could do for us. That's what it's saying. Hey, Selah, just stop and think about this for just a moment. Just think about it. When you can't comprehend the evil that's going on in the world, and you can't figure out how is this going to be fixed, just stop and think about God's awesome, amazing power. See, that, that's what King David did. And you may think, you don't know what a mess I'm in. Or, hey, thinking about God's power doesn't save the innocent who are being slaughtered. How does that work? Well, God didn't create. Well, actually, he did initially create. But because of our mistakes, this world is no longer eternal. What's eternal is our soul. And God wants us to choose to love him. He wants us to choose to be with him. He wants us to choose to have a relationship with him. Those of you that are outside the family of God, you're still checking God out. He wants you to choose to step into the family of God, to get to know Jesus. What happens when people get to know Jesus, usually that's when their faith just seems like the most on fire, the strongest, the most, the most ready they are to take on any problem in the world. But then they goof up or then something bad happens to them and then doubt comes in. And Jesus gave us this way to remember when everything bad's going on, I can remember and know that he really is in control. Even though I don't understand why things have to be happening the way they are, 
He really is in control. And every week we take time to remember him in a specific way. The way that Jesus talked about in Luke chapter 22 when he said this. He took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it into pieces and gave it to the disciples saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this to remember me. Jesus is saying, remember. Remember me. The reason he's saying that is he wants them to know you're going to forget. Anybody good at forgetting? I'm, I'm too good at it. We'll forget. And so he's meeting with his disciples and he was saying, I need you to, to have this time where you remember. Not only are you going to forget because of the things that you do and the mistakes you make, you're going to forget the grace that I've given you. You're going to forget the forgiveness that I've given you. You're going to forget the eternal life that I've given you. So I want you to remember, we also forget that in God's somehow infinite wisdom that this is the best way for the world to work. Somehow. And we'll forget that he's really the one in control. And so he says, I want you to remember that. And so in the back of each of your seats, there's a cup. If you're in the front row, it's at your feet. And we're just going to take some time and we're going to Selah. We're going to remember. If you pull back that first layer, that's when Jesus said, this is my body. I want you to remember. This is my body broken for you. Take and eat. And remember, I'm in control. Then later, Jesus would take the wine, the juices in your bottom of your cup, just pull, pull the next layer back, and he would say, take and drink this. It represents the blood that's going to be poured out to forgive the sins of the world. Remember that. good to remember because when we look at the messed up world we try to figure out how to fix it and we think well if we just had the right leaders that I like then everything would be fixed it would for a while maybe but evil's still coming back and it's coming for the good it's coming for the innocent it's coming for the helpless or we think, well, if, if we could just get rid of it all, all evil, then everything would be great. And that's true, it would. That's called heaven. And that comes after this world. He wants us to remember that while we're here, we have to, to figure out how to live with hope and perseverance and promise in a world that has just the opposite going on all around us all the time. Don't let evil push you away from God. Let it remind you that you need God. That that's what you need. Let evil be what reminds you and you remind others that 
all the evil I see in the world, what it reminds me of is that I need God. Those people need God. We all need God because that's the only answer that's going to fix it long term. That's going to fix it forever. When we all declare together in the world, I need God in my life. That's how you're going to get through anything you're dealing with. And that's how the world's going to get through anything it's dealing with. Let's sing about that for a a few minutes. Let's stand and sing. There's good stuff happening in the world too. Don't allow the evil that you see and experience drive you away from God. Don't allow the confusion, the anger, the frustration, and the fear, and the waiting on God to right everything, don't allow that to cause you to go in another direction. A few weeks ago, I, I got the privilege of sitting with this couple that the, the young lady decided that she was ready to believe in Jesus. And she had grown up an atheist her entire life. She was in her late 20s. And so when she said, I, I'm ready, what do I need to do? How does this happen? So we talked about that, and those are moments like pastors live for. And we're sitting there at a bagel shop, and I'm explaining that. And I was like, what, what got you to this place? What got you to this decision? And she said, well, I, I grew up an atheist, and I grew up not believing anything about God, not being taught anything about God for my family. And when I started to read the Bible for the first time, I was struck that evil exists. And she said, you can't be a Darwinist and not ask where did evil come from? And that started her on her journey, wondering where evil came from, and it led her towards God. So don't let evil take away what God has for every single one of us. You don't have to have an answer for, well, why are bad things happening in the world? You can point to the good things that are happening. And this world is not our ultimate destination anyway and if there wasn't evil we could never define what good is and evil helps us define that there are good people there are good things happening there are people who are willing to give their lives to show that God is good his word is true in Psalm 56 King David said this But when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. I praise God for what he has promised. I trust in God, so why should I be afraid? What can mere mortals do to me? We don't have to live afraid. Whether you're already a follower of Christ or you're just considering that journey or just starting out on that journey, you don't have to live afraid afraid. Because in the middle of all the chaos in our world, in the middle of all the opinions about how to fix it, there's this God who promises us, promises us joy in the middle of any mistakes that we've made, anything that's been done to us, no matter how tragic. 
Every time I'm around someone who's experienced tragedy in life, my greatest concern is that they'll look at that tragedy, whatever it is, and I've been with folks that have experienced some pretty bad stuff in life. Every time I'm with them, I pray, God, don't let this turn you away from, turn them away from you. And I'm concerned that they'll look at this temporary tragedy in life and say, how could God exist? How could God love me? How could God care? And I feel like God has won a major battle when that person says, in the middle of what's going on in my life, the only thing I can count on is God. And whether you look out at the world and you think, we're not just losing the battle, we're losing the war. Or whether that war is within yourself or your family. Don't let that make you doubt God. Allow that to push you towards Him. The ancient church, I was sharing this last week in a class that we have here on Monday nights. How the ancient church, in just a couple hundred years, grew from a small band of followers to over 20 million people. How did that happen? When they were persecuted, when their religion was illegal, when people were died for, died for saying they believed in Jesus. When they you weren't allowed to gather in public, and yet they thrived. How did they do that in the middle of some of the greatest persecution that the church has ever experienced? How did they keep growing? Because they never let go of God. No matter how bad the world got, no matter how bad some ruler would come along, and they probably thought he was a total idiot, and probably thought, how in the world could we ever live in a world where this ruler is, and he persecuted them, he didn't respect them. Instead of saying, forget that, they said, God, we're not going to forget no matter how bad anything is around us, we're not going to forget your goodness and your grace that keeps us strong and restores us. And if enough of us can get that message out to the world, we will see a difference. We can't get rid of evil altogether, but we can sure make good the guiding light that can lead people towards Christ. Let's all stand and sing about that.